the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. Ireland votes to repeal a constitutional amendment banning abortion. Votes in favor of the proposal, 1,429,981. In Dublin, returning officer Barry Ryan announced roughly 724,000 wanted to keep the ban in place. It's now up to Parliament to enact laws that reflect that vote. Good to see you again. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and South Korean President Moon Jae-in met for the second time in a month, holding a surprise summit to discuss Kim's potential meeting with President Trump. Kim and Moon met hours after South Korea expressed relief today over revived talks for a summit between the two leaders following a whirlwind 24 hours that saw Mr. Trump cancel the highly anticipated meeting before saying it's potentially back on and could be on the original date of June 12th. This is SRN News. Michael Medved is optimistic on a deal with North Korea. The ongoing debate about what next with North Korea has to do whether any deal really is possible. I actually think uh, this is not over. This is a certain amount of gamesmanship. I believe that President Trump knows that. I believe he's trying not to give away too much before the negotiations. The Michael Medved Show, afternoons at 2 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 12A, The Patriot, we are the home of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. More with Mitch Berg and the Narn in just a few moments. Don't forget tomorrow at this time, Brad Carlson right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Let's get you a look at your very warm forecast for the remainder of the day today. Sunny and hot, daytime high of 94. Tomorrow on your Sunday, sunny and hot, daytime high of 96. Memorial Day, stop me if you've heard this one. Mostly sunny and hot, a daytime high of 94. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651 Two eight nine four four eight eight. the number to call should you care to join us. We are making talk radio great again. And by the way, when I say we, I'm talking about the entire Northern Alliance. That includes myself, uh, our good friend King Banyan, every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. And, of course, uh, Brad Carlson, the irreplaceable closer, every Sunday from 2 to 3 here on AM 1280, The Patriot, together. Uh, the three amigos uh, of liberal doom, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, every Saturday and Sunday, dominating Twin Cities weekend radio for almost a generation now, half a generation anyway, heading for a solid generation of complete dominance of Twin Cities weekend radio. And by the way, we're just the core of some excellent conservative weekend live local programming here at AM 12A, The Patriot. Andrew Parker uh, is uh, going to be talking uh, tomorrow. Uh, on the uh, on on his broadcast with Rachel uh, Paulus, 
who is longtime uh, – we've had her on the NARN a couple times back during the Bush administration. She was a U.S. attorney for uh, Minnesota back during the uh, W administration. Uh, excellent, uh, excellent U.S. attorney. Uh, naturally uh, controversial reign here because, of course, she was a conservative in a liberal town and there's nothing that the left hates more than apostate. Uh, a, mini- a minority woman of, of, of South Asian descent is supposed to be a committed progressive. <laughs> Go figure. Also, uh, later today, uh, Americans for Prosperity, excellent program. Jason Flores uh, has turned that into quite a broadcast. Saturdays at 4 o'clock here on AM 12A of the Patriot. He's got an interview uh, lined up with Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka on a wrap-up of the session. This is going to be a must-listen to. I will be tuned in. I hope you will as well. Uh, Americans for Prosperity, Saturdays at 4, uh, as the contagion of local live Excellent conservative talk radio continues to spread on weekends here only at AM 1280, The Patriot. Uh, There's other stations in town. Let's just let them do what they do because uh, of which them of which we will speak no more. Uh, now nah, they're 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 good people. They're just not AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Uh, we've got all sorts of fun stuff coming up here. This is summertime. We've got the state fair coming up. We've got some other Patriot events coming up. We're gonna have a mob party or a post-mob party. We're going to do something coming up this summer because it's been too long since we've got uh, the entire crowd, the entire band together just for the fun of it. Uh, that's coming up in, in uh, coming months here. And also, uh, coming soon by popular demand, one of the, the, the programs that, that the audience of this program likes the most, when we get the original band back together, King, uh, Banyan, Ed Morrissey, and I get together, and... Just pummel some portion of Western culture. Uh, we don't know exactly what the next subject's going to be, but it's going to be fun. Last time, I think, was the worst songs of the 1980s. We're going to branch out a little bit and pick something else to completely destroy in recent cultural history. Those are some very popular broadcasts. This is going to be fun. So that's all coming up. Things to look forward to here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network and here on AM 1280, The Patriot, and the entire Salem Twin Cities family of radio stations. Uh, Make sure you check that out. Interesting court case came up this past week. Speaking of uh, court cases, and of course, we're looking for uh, uh, Dave uh, Andy Selick for the Minnesota Voters Alliance to hopefully call at some point in the near future. Here, if you're if you're one of Andy's people, have him call our people because you know he's supposed to be here now. Uh, it's been an interesting day on the phones here uh, on the broadcast here. And by the way, I'll just tell you this: the, when I first started in radio, was as a 15 year old kid in rural North Dakota, one of the best lessons I was ever given by my first boss. Uh, when I was ready to go on the air, is always plan for the idea that nothing you plan is going to work and that everything is going to break. And if you basically assume that as you walk into the bar, have, you, have anybody ever, by the way, Terminator and our producer on duty here today, anybody ever tell you that when you were in your in your broadcast program? Not yet, Mitch. I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. That's here. fine. And, and flying by the seat of your pants is the natural state of broadcast engineering. And so you've got that part down. <laughs> the seat of one's pants are one's best control surface uh, in this industry in so many ways. So uh, basically, one of the best lessons you'll ever learn in this business is assuming everything will break and none of your plans will come through and you will be fine. I plan enough material for four broadcasts every time I come in here. And and so guests get the wrong time, 
our people and their people don't synchronize, they forget, whatever, uh, we make it all work. Uh, that's how it's done. Just remember this, Terminator N. I've watched you prepare, so I have kind of n- taken a mental note of that already. But- excellent, excellent. That's a Terminator N, the first voice you hear when you call into this broadcast at 651-289-4488. Uh, by all means, give us a holler. Interesting uh, court uh, case this past week. President Trump violated the First Amendment by blocking his critics on Twitter. Uh, this is a piece that came out this past week uh, on uh, Pajamas Media. Last July, the Knight First Amendment Institute at Columbia University filed a lawsuit in the Southern District of New York on behalf of seven individuals arguing that blocking users on the <clears throat> real Donald Trump account on Twitter who disagreed with the president's policies violated freedom of speech. The blocked plaintiffs are Maryland Professor Philip Cohen, Tennessee uh, uh, Professor Dr. Eugene Gu, Seattle songwriter Holly Figueroa, New York comedy writer Nick Pappas, I I think I've heard him on the radio before, Pittsburgh author Joseph Papp, D.C. legal uh, legal analyst Rebecca Buckwalter Poza, and Houston police officer Brandon Neely. Uh, quote, when I found out the president blocked me, it felt as though my opinion didn't matter, Neely said last year. After devoting five years of my life to serving this country, the president, who was supposed to represent the views of all Americans, didn't care what I had to say. Now, I'm of two opinions on this uh, court case, and I'll be interesting uh, interested in seeing where this goes when it inevitably, I would like to think, inevitably gets appealed to uh, the, the, the Supreme Court at some point. The judge, a woman named uh, Naomi Rice Buckwald, uh, ruled in favor of the plaintiffs, all seven of them, I believe it was, uh, in saying that the, the president doesn't have the right to, to block critics on his, basically what has turned into the official media outlet of the Trump administration. I mean, honestly, there are people out there who know that 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 Donald Trump's official spokesperson is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. But let's be honest, Donald Trump's real spokesperson uh, in in every way that matters in in this at this point in history is the real Donald Trump Twitter account. I mean, that's the one everyone pays attention to. If you're not a reporter, you really have no reason to care. Who the official spokesperson, who his official media handlers are, because the real Donald Trump Twitter feed perhaps may be the most important media outlet in the world at this point. More important than CNN, more important than New York Times, which, by the way, just chaps the New York Times and CNN's undies. It really does. And. And you can tell. <laughs> and, and that's why you have big left suing Donald Trump to make sure that they can't block. Now, he can't block dissonance, people who disagree with him. Now, on the one hand, I think it's an abominable decision. I, I think that, that Twitter is and should be considered private property. It's a business that runs it. And the, the the government, in the opinion, in, in my opinion, as someone who considers himself a a federalist and a legal constructionist, and someone who believes that government needs to be strictly limited for all of our own good, the idea that government can tell a private entity who can be allowed to speak on it is no less onerous than telling I don't know a 
Christian baker that they have to be involved in a same-sex wedding. And if you believe one, you probably should believe the other. I could be convinced either way on that, and feel free to convince me otherwise at 651-289-4488. But Twitter is, in effect, private property. It, it is, and, and government should have no more business telling Twitter how it should treat that private property than, than it should be able to tell the New York Times what to write. But as I said, I'm of two minds about this decision, because while I think it does, in fact, violate Twitter's right to free association and the right it has to run its business its way, I'm also tickled pink about the possibilities of this decision, because Donald Trump, uh, the real Donald Trump account, or whoever manages it, and, and to all in appearances, it's Donald Trump himself who manages it. I, I don't know if he's got interns working the blocking or not on that account. No one knows. Uh, it's not open to, to anyone's. It's not visible to anyone, as far as we know. But uh, near as we can tell, it is Donald Trump doing it all himself. Is he blocking Philip Cohen, Eugene Gu, Holly Figueroa, Nick Pappas, Joseph Papp, Rebecca Buckwalder Poza, and Brandon Neely? We don't know. But according to Judge Naomi Rice Buckwald, he can't anymore. And, and the reason for that is because this, being the official voice of basically the, the unofficial official voice of the president, this is basically a, a government communications. It's the communication of, of a government figure and blocking who appears on that channel is government restriction of speech, according to Judge Naomi Rice, uh, Bice, uh, Rice, rather, Buckwald. And I think, on the one hand, gross imposition on private property rights and freedom of association, and on the other hand, I think, huh, so elected officials stifling dissent on what has become, essentially, to all intents and purposes, their official public voice, their Twitter account, is wrong? Well, as I've related on this broadcast in the past, I have been blocked by an amazing assortment of liberal politicians. Oh, Alondra Cano blocked me the first time that I uh, called out her gross hypocrisy and her craven disregard for, for citizen privacy and her gross sense of entitlement. Oh, she blocked me before the ink was dry on my tweet. <laughs> but I've also been blocked by an amazing assortment of DFL politicians with whom I never even interacted. I, I mean, I, I was interviewed. Uh, in, I was blocked by. Let's see. Let's. Uh, I mean, an amazing assortment of DFLers. Let's just say that uh, that I never interacted with because there are services out there that people can rent, subscribe to that will proactively go out and find people who, who whose opinions seem to disagree with yours. If you're a DFLer, you can just say, block all conservatives. Uh, and that's what it does. And, and so an amazing assortment of DFL politicians have never seen Mitch Berg tweet because I got blocked right out of the gate with the minute they subscribed to those services. And if the government comes in and forces Alondra Cano to pay attention to my criticism of her, 
huh, I could be persuaded this isn't completely unconstitutional. Maybe, sort of, kind of. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. I was skeptical when I heard that your family bank could help me pay off my mortgage and get out of debt in under 10 years of my current income. Hi, my name is John. I'm a Patriot listener and a financial executive here in town. As such, I understand numbers. Using your family bank, my family will go from a $292,000 mortgage with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt to being totally out of debt, including the mortgage, in 9.8 years. We'll save $103,000. If you don't have a program which will get your family totally out of debt, including your mortgage, in less than 10 years just by redirecting your current cash flow, you need to talk with Daniel of Your Family Bank, who's right here in the Twin Cities. Thanks, John. This is Daniel Altwig of Your Family Bank. My friend, there's no risk nor obligation to find out for yourself. Go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org, click on the Request tab in the upper right-hand corner, and leave your contact information. daniel.yourfamilybank.org. That's daniel.yourfamilybank.org. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Still hoping to get Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Schaefer on the broadcast here. If not, we'll get him next week. On a day like today, it's too beautiful to get too knotted up about it. Besides, there's so much stuff to talk about. I could go six hours without a guest. 
probably without a drink of water for that matter. I mean, it's just one of those days where I, it's impossible not to have stuff to talk about. So... That would be me, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Again, 651-289-4488. Or you can reach us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N-S-H-O-W after the hashtag. That's on the uh, on the Twitter tube. Uh, so make sure you check us out there. Uh, it's our new Twitter channel. Thanks to Brad Carlson for thinking that one up so we're not uh, getting mistaken for people talking about C.S. Lewis on the broadcast as much anymore. Uh Anyway, so this is, uh, this is, um, and, uh, yeah, so much going on right now. Uh, huge, uh, huge, huge, uh, huge news week going on here. One of the things I wanted to talk about here, and it ties in with one of the, the most ridiculous stories of this past week is, uh, is President Trump. Now, one of the things we're going to talk about uh, with with Colonel Schaefer, either today or on a coming week, uh, when when we get Colonel Schaefer. Of course, Colonel is uh, Colonel Schaefer is with the uh, U.S. Uh, nuclear uh, nu- nuclear strategy forum. I, I got it wrong before. He's a member of the U.S. Nuclear Strategy Forum. Uh, he was appointed in the summer of 2013. Anyway, he, he talks a lot about the policy of strategic. Uh, of the United States strategic posture, which basically means our nuclear deterrent, which has for the last 70 years deterred any really major wars. I mean, it's one of the most, I mean, it was been quite an extraordinary time when you get right down to it, a time when over the course of 70 years, there's been no major war between any of the world's major powers. I mean, that's never happened in the history of, Western civilization, really in the history of human civilization, there has never been a 70-year period where the world's major powers never fought each other. Now, it's come close. Uh, the Victorian era, from, from the Battle of Waterloo in 1815 to the beginning of World War I, 99 years, was close in that the world's major powers at the time, Britain, France, the United States becoming major uh, a power at the time, and uh, that was pretty much it. Britain, France, Germany, and Italy formed during that time. The United States became a major power during that time, but there were no major wars between any of the world's major powers at that time. There are all sorts of minor wars like the U.S. Civil War, the Franco-Prussian War, the Italian War of Independence, the Austrian-Italian War. The world was churning away, blasting each other into hamburger through that entire time. And frankly, good chunks of the world have been killing each other off in in droves for the last 70 years as well. I mean, the Pax Americana hasn't been completely peaceful, but it's been largely peaceful. And one of the reasons for that is because the thought of uh, the United States and the Soviet Union going to war with each other uh, was fraught with such immense danger that Everyone who is sane stayed away from the idea. Nuclear weapons did their job. They deterred uh, a major war between the world's major powers. And, and as different from us as the Chinese are, there is hope that that same deterrence will enforce at least some peace between the major powers, us and China and Russia and Britain and France as well. Israel and so forth uh, for the for, for the future as far as out as we can see hopefully we have to hope for that and so with that conventional wisdom in mind uh, it, it was interesting to see 
most of my liberal acquaintances and, and most of liberal social media gasp a collective sigh of horror twice in recent weeks. Uh, first, when Donald Trump refudiated the Iran nuclear deal, which, as we spoke about on the show a couple weeks ago, wasn't much of a deal at all. I mean, it left the, the, the Iranians free to pursue conventional terrorism uninhibited around the world, uh, especially throughout the Middle East, uh, continuing their work of destabilizing the Middle East and uh, pumping up some of the most corrosive terrorist organizations and, in some cases, regimes in the world. I mean, they when Barack Obama clumsily and, and, and ineffectively halfway marched his way into Syria by urging the, the rebels to duke it out with Hafez al-Assad, uh, the Iranians were there to keep their client state, Assad, afloat, resulting in a civil war that's killed well into six digits of people and left a good chunk of the Middle East uh, overturned and, by the way, created a huge vacuum for ISIS to march into and kill tens to hundreds of thousands more in its attempt to create a caliphate, which had Barack Obama gone for that third term that so many progressives were slobbering over, or had Hillary Clinton uh, won her first term, as everyone expected, would still be alive well and burning people alive to this very day. It's on the ropes now, thankfully. But we're talking about Donald Trump here and when he backed out of the Iran nuclear deal. And then last week when he unilaterally canceled the North Korea summit that had been planned for a couple of weeks from now along the DMZ, uh, there was this collective gasp of horror, as there has been every time Donald Trump has waded into diplomat the diplomatic pool with his characteristically, let's just say, excuse me, abrasive style, it, it, it offended the sensibilities of people who think that the mores and customs and, frankly, games of the diplomatic world are, are themselves the goal to shoot for. And while I've never been a huge Donald Trump fan, I have been sort of swung around to the idea that, that Donald Trump is doing more good for foreign policy in this country than any president we've had since George H.W. Bush, perhaps Reagan. And he's doing it by doing exactly what he said he was going to do, pursuing negotiation the way a cutthroat New York real estate executive pursues negotiation, by sometimes walking away from the deal. An idea that terrifies people whose idea of international relations relations is entirely born of the the the, the diplomatic niceties and passive aggression of what uh, of what various pundits have referred to as, as as the lace underwear set the, the the foggy bottom crowd who who thinks who believes that the process is the goal and that the 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 way the process is carried out is itself a valid goal in handling diplomacy, in, in speaking to other countries in diplomaties, is itself a goal. I guess if you're in a world where the alternatives are diplomaties or war, okay, we'll stick with the diplomaties. I, I think what we're seeing potentially, and 
we won't know until the history books are written, preferably by an impartial third party. But I think what we may be seeing is a third way of approaching diplomacy, and that is via, via pursuing the art of the deal in the way that Donald Trump exactly said he was going to do it, for better or worse, warts and all. I mean, here we heard at the top of the hour news, maybe the summit's back on again. Sometimes walking away, just like when you're buying a used car, sometimes walking away from the deal is the best thing you can do to get the deal to work. He did it with the North Koreans, and quite frankly, I think walking away from the Iranians and let them and their enablers in Western Europe uh, have to have to fumble about and, 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 and deal with the fact that their assumptions are no longer in force, and Barack Obama is the old sheriff who has left town, maybe that would be the best thing we could do to bring peace to the Middle East and bring a a much uh, more rational, human-centered approach to how politics is practiced in the Middle East. And, And this ties in with one of the dumbest stories this past week, and I say dumb on all par, from all sides. President Donald Trump has praised an NFL ban on players kneeling during the national anthem, questioning whether such protesters should stay in the United States. He said, you have to hand, stand proudly for the national anthem, and you shouldn't be playing. You shouldn't be there. Maybe you shouldn't be in the country. Bigly. The interview was aired a day after the NFL said clubs will be fined if players kneel for the star-spangled banner. And Donald Trump's statement was ham-fisted, club-footed, impolitic, not diplomatic. But it followed the NFL's actions in placing the ban in the first place because the NFL realized that this particular use of their private property to express the politics of one segment of society, which, by the way, largely disagrees with the segment of society that watches the NFL in the first place, because it's not like those hipsters in Dinky Town are watching the NFL obsessively. Come on. It was hurting the NFL, costing them dearly. Market share that they'd spent decades building was erased in a season. Now, Donald Trump has shown that there is nobody better in the world at distracting our idiot media, yelling squirrel and cutting they'll go chasing after it. That's what's happened again, as in issue after issue. Will we have a guest after the break? We'll see. Go nowhere. Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks brings artfully crafted premium quality decks to your outdoor home experience. Add a visually stunning and elegant look to your home with Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks. Patriot listeners, it's been a tough winter. You're beyond ready to get outside, feel the warmth, and enjoy your beautiful view in your backyard. Live your summer to the fullest and become the first in your neighborhood with a new Stone Deck by Minnesota Decks. Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks come with limitless design options, including a variety of textures, colors, and patterns. These decks are truly maintenance-free, resist stains and mold, and have no thaw or freezing issues. And they're ADA-approved slip-resistant. Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks are a great investment and will add value to your home. Visit mnstonedecks.com to see examples of their work. Experience the visually stunning and elegant look yourself with Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks. Visit mnstonedecks.com. 
Want to change how you feel significantly? ReliefFactor.com will do that for you. Support for temporary relief of minor aches and pains. If you're out there exercising, you go a little bit too far as I did on Saturday, you definitely need Relief Factor on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Actually, I take it every day, as do tens of thousands of people. They know that they should have Omega, which is fish oil, resveratrol, which you can get from drinking red wine, but you don't know how much. I carry and curcumin all together, carefully calibrated, perfectly formulated, the combination of four natural supplements that everyone agrees you ought to be taking every single day. This makes it easy to do in the amount that is appropriate for your body. The starter pack is nineteen ninety five. You try it for three weeks. Put everything else away that your doctor says you can put away. Don't not take what he tells you to take. And then see if you don't feel terrific. You'll feel much better. ReliefFactor.com works. Tens of thousands of people say so. Their testimonials are abundant and real and sincere. Go and watch them and get ReliefFactor.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join us, and I, I hope you will. Hey, don't forget, Paul Gazalka, Minnesota Republican Senate Majority Leader, joins Jason Flores on the Americans for Prosperity Hour, coming up at 4 o'clock today on AM 1280, The Patriot. Also, don't forget Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow, 2 to 3 on AM 1280. And King Banyan heard every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Uh, Together, we dominate Twin Cities Weekend Radio. We're benign despots, but despots nonetheless. Uh, With us now to talk about uh, despots of a less benign nature and the weapons they have and what that brings to the world and what the world's going to bring back to them is our next guest. I'm honored to have... Our next guest, um, Lieutenant Colonel retired Anthony Schaefer from the U.S. Uh, nuclear, uh, I always get the name of the Policy Institute wrong. I'll look that up while we're, Colonel Schaefer, welcome to the broadcast today. Hey, Happy- th- thanks. thanks for having me. Good to be on. Absolutely great to have you here. You are with the U.S. Yeah. Uh, nuclear Strategy Forum, uh, and you were a, a, a former U.S., uh, retired U.S. Army, uh, uh intelligence officer who's uh currently working on the issue of 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 the nuclear proliferation to proliferation i can never do that 30 years of doing radio same problem (laughs) i have the same problem with the word nuclear and proliferation are very difficult words so i get it (laughs) i don't feel so bad colonel schaefer uh let's i I, this is one of those things that i i'd hope we are past in the world i I, you and i are about the same age I grew up in rural North Dakota during the Cold War, deep in the heart of missile country, and seeing that recede 
freed from the world 25 years ago. It was one of the great moments of my personal life. Here we are back to it again with tin horn dictators working hard on developing the capability to hit the United States, uh, even above right. and beyond what the Chinese and Russians already have. Uh, tell us a little bit, first of all, about the current status of where both of these powers are in terms of developing nuclear weapons and, and what, what this means to the order of the world at this point. We have to presume, since the North Koreans do have nuclear weapons, that uh, while it's never been publicly confirmed, my belief is based on everything I know, that the Iranians have at least one or two nuclear weapons, which are, I would say, workable. Not deployable, but something to model theirs off of. So uh, this is something that's been controversial. I still stand by my comments I've made on this years ago. So the bottom line is that, that these countries do have, in some form, nuclear weapons available. The, the challenge for them is obviously miniaturization of putting them on uh, what you and I faced during the Cold War, ballistic missiles, long-range missiles that can uh, essentially fly on an inter- intercontinental uh, range. We're talking about, you know, thousands of miles. And that's where they've not been able to master that. That's the current status. And we do know that they've been getting advice from our friends, the Chinese and Russians. Uh, at every test of these major major weapon systems, we've, we know for a fact that Russian and uh, Chinese advisors are there. So it's not like uh, our, our, you know, there are friends, that is the Chinese and Russians, they have their own interests, and they've allowed for these rogue nations to uh, go down a very dangerous path of developing weapons. And obviously, the proliferation issue of nuclear warheads is a big issue. I spent a lot of time, as you mentioned, on the nuclear issue. Uh, I actually work uh, on, I used to work on a nuclear red team, where basically we would uh, examine potential vectors for nuclear weapons to be uh, let loose from a controlled site and end up here in a, in a major port or city. And uh, what we are now faced with, obviously, is trying to prevent those nuclear warheads that we're aware of being given to the wrong folks, someone who would use them in an asymmetric way, trying to get them into the United States or one of our possessions like or state like Hawaii. And obviously, we want to shut down their ability to build intercontinental missiles, which may not necessarily reach the continental United States, but could reach Hawaii. And in the case of Iran, they could reach uh, some of our allies to include uh, Europe. So that's what we're facing here right now. That's the current status of the situation. So what what is in it for either of these these powers? I mean, for for North Korea and especially perhaps for Iran, uh, they are facing, as the president said, a, a country that can destroy them over and over and over again. A country with the largest nuclear arsenal in the world, and one would think the concept of deterrence that kept the peace. Uh, during the Cold War uh, would apply even more so to a couple of countries with with brand new fledgling nuclear programs that largely can't even reach any place in the United States that would that would win them a war uh, if they if they were to want to try. What is in it for either of these countries, uh, especially the Iranians, given that they're facing not only the United States's nuclear arsenal, but in the case of Iran, Israel's nuclear arsenal? Right. Uh, the, the deterrent program requires one key component to make it work, and that is credibility. That has been the problem. Uh, the, the last two administrations, I include Bush 43 in this, and then obviously going into the Obama administration, there was a lack of fundamental belief by the adversaries that our, our deterrent program was credible. That is to say, there was a fundamental belief that if one of them fired a nuclear weapon, there would not be a credible response. That is to say that uh, maybe President Obama would not respond. There is absolutely no doubt uh, that we have, even now, the most incredible arsenal of nuclear weapons in the world and 
the uh, the credible capability to de- to de- deploy and deliver them precisely. With that said, the political will behind the capability has not necessarily been believed. Therefore, there was concern, especially in the last four years of the Obama administration, that the North Koreans may do something provocative, like do a high-altitude blast. Uh, your listeners can look up something called uh, Starfish Prime. And that was a test blast over the Pacific in the summer of uh, 1962, which uh, re- resulted in a lot of a release of something called EMP, electromagnetic pulse. Right. That pulse took out part of the Hawaiian uh, power grid from thousands of miles away. Yeah. And that was before we had all sorts of digitization and small uh, components which would be affected by it. So think about that. Uh, you know, what would, what would have happened under the Obama administration if the North Koreans had just tried that? Would there have been a response? I, I've that's, wondered, where, that's where the credibility breaks down and the deterrence. I've wondered about that myself, and I'm actually glad, because yeah. we talked about this in the broadcast before. I mean, that would be the easiest strategic deterrence that Kim Jong-un could come up with against the United States is the idea that you could lob an electromagnetic pulse uh, 50, 100 miles above the continental United States. You don't need accuracy. You just need to set off a nuke right. in the atmosphere, and you wipe out the power grid and every electronic device that hasn't been hardened, which would be devastating to the entire United States economy at an almost existential level. I mean, I don't people think people realize how much power someone like a Kim Jong-un could have uh, just lobbing a missile indiscriminately and blowing it up way up in the air. And then, again, he could say, I didn't fire it at you. It It malfunctioned. It's not my fault. See, there's all these things that were going into their thinking where there was not a clear idea of, of uh, that President Obama would be willing to use the, the weapon systems we have. Now, under President Trump, that deterrent program, that deterrent system has been reengaged and based on his own use of military force, I do believe the, the fundamental belief has changed in the mind of Kim Jong-un and the other leaders. That's what's different now. And I think that's the, the fundamental reason why you've seen Un behaving differently over the past six months, because I think he's come to understand he, we are serious about using military force, General Mattis, the, the, the Secretary of Defense, General Joe Dunford, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, have both said under no, uh, under, with no equivocation that military force is on the table and continued provocations would not be acceptable. And so that's, where, that's why things have changed now. That has been an interesting point, by the way. I, I, I've, living in the Twin Cities, obviously, a, a, a stronghold of, of the left, you have, you have an awful lot of people who, who were perfectly happy during the Obama administration and who were mortified and terrified wow, at the, the fact that Donald Trump is talking, uh, not only talking tough, but walking away from the deal, exactly as he right. said he would. Uh, and, right. and people who seem to believe, I mean, official Washington and official NATO and the European Union seems to believe that the process is the goal as long as you speak diplomatically enough you've really punched the ticket and the idea of, of showing some resolution against uh against people like the mullahs and kim jong-un actually is a, a, a way of negotiating it's not the way it's done in foggy bottom but goodness knows it, it it's certainly better than what we got under the previous eight years of the previous administration that's right. Previously, under these situations, we would appease like, oh, please show up. We'll give you like a ship of grain for your people. Yes, that's done. And so the idea of if you appease them based on an issue of bad behavior, you're reinforcing the bad behavior. It's like a, it's like a, a teenager. You know, you, he wrecks the car. It's like, don't worry, son, we're going to give you a new and better car. I mean, come on. It doesn't work, and I think we've seen that over and over again. So I think that's why, as President Trump did state clearly, 
if I don't think the conditions are right, I'm going to take a step back. And, and strangely enough, within 12 hours of him saying, I'm not going, yes. the, the Koreans show up and say, hey, oh, 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 did we say we didn't want to show up? No, 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 no. We want to show up. And I think that's why things are now back, at least in a dialogue phase, of seeing what can be done. Now, let's turn our attention briefly to Iran. Uh, yeah. the, the, the big, I think it's not hard to see Kim Jong-un's uh, rationale for having a bomb because, of course, he needs to be right. the, the man on the tallest horse on the peninsula to not get killed by his own retinue. Now, the Iranians, now they have been accused of... of Credibly of practicing a very millenarian form of Islam that that says it's perfectly acceptable to go out in a blaze of glory trying to nuke Jerusalem uh, because right. uh, because then you go and, and meet your seventy two virgins. Uh, do we have more to worry about with Iran than we do with the Norks at this point, uh, Colonel Schaefer? The the issue there is obviously a theocracy, and they are driven by a completely different set of motivations. And yeah, they have the the twelfth Imam, this whole kind of religious mindset that's uh, very close to the core of their um, their Shia faith. I mean, Sunni Shia, they're the Shia. Right. And yeah, they do have this fatalistic view. And that's why you've seen them kind of barrel down this road with this almost uh, disdain for the people of, you know, the Persians. By the way, I, mean, I think your audience probably understands this. They're very smart up there. I used to hang out at Cafe Weird and run around uh, Lake Calhoun in the summers up there. <laughs> so I know you've got a smarter-than-average audience. And so they probably understand, look, the, the Shia are very much uh, of a mindset to, uh, to, to do things, to be provocative, to bring it on if that's, if that's what Allah wills. With that said, the majority of the uh, Persian people, the Iranians, don't feel that way. Right. But they are held hostage by this theocracy, and this theocracy very much is motivated to create these weapons for purposes of trying to prompt whatever that religious outcome may be. And it is a very dangerous mindset, no doubt. Absolutely. Uh, Colonel Schaefer, can we keep you for one more segment here? Because sure, there's so absolutely. much more to cover here. Thank you very much. Sure. We're talking with uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Schaefer, uh, who's, by the way, a uh, retired U.S. Army intelligence officer, uh, also works with the, the London Center for Policy Research and, of course, the U.S. Nuclear Strategy Forum. Uh, we'll, we'll come back with him right after this and uh, take your calls as well, should you be so inclined, at 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back on the Northern Alliance. AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Patriot listeners, save up to 25% on your business cleaning services. Are you thinking of changing your cleaning company? Are you looking for cleaner bathrooms, dust-free windowsills, and a higher level of quality control? Hi, I'm Jessica Carter, owner of CTC Professionals. We specialize in cleaning car dealerships and office buildings throughout the Twin Cities metro area. You'll get high-quality service when you choose us as your cleaning service provider. Call us at 651-404-0132 or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com. As a bonus to Patriot listeners, you'll get your first initial cleaning at no cost and up to 25% off your first full month of service. We will work hard to make your facility as clean as possible without breaking your budget. So call us today at 651-404-0132. That's 651-404-0132. Or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com. 
Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities. Not available in all states. Results may vary. Guarantees rely on the claims paying ability of the insurer. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity, what you don't know may hurt you. I'm Josh Melberg, founder and CEO of JD Melberg Financial. My company has raised over $2 billion in annuities. And when it comes to helping you maximize your retirement income, I've literally written a book on it. And it's called Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. And today, it's yours free. In this revealing book, I explain little known truths about annuities strategies in simple terms and unlock five secrets you should know before buying an annuity. Want to earn up to 33% more for life? Guaranteed? It's all in my new book and it's yours free. Call now and I'll also give you a second book, the number one mistake retirees are making in the stock market, and my free DVD showing you how not to run out of money in retirement. If you have 100000 or more, even if it's in a 401k or an IRA, call now. Call 800-732-1515. That's 800-732-1515. 800-732-1515. Do you have sleep apnea? Are you tired of dragging your big, bulky CPAP device with you whenever you leave home? Yeah, well, I was too. That's why I'm so glad I called to try the Transcend Mini CPAP for 10 nights. I can't imagine living without it now. My Transcend is about as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. That's less hassle to carry than my shaving kit. Plus, I was able to add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. But hey, that's not all. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, which means I can finally sleep comfortably while flying. Heck, I can sleep comfortably anywhere now. So if that all sounds good to you, call now to give Transcend a try. You'll be glad you did. Now you can try Transcend and sleep comfortably for 10 restful nights with a money-back guarantee. So call minicpap.com now. 1-800-915-2344. Again, that's 1-800-915-2344. 1-800-915-2344. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. And yet history does repeat. To our chagrin, we're talking, uh, the history repeats. So we are talking, by the way, with uh, Lieutenant Colonel, retired, Anthony Schaefer, who is with the U.S. Nuclear Strategy Forum and is also a senior fellow for the London Center for Policy Research. Uh, Colonel Schaefer, history is repeating to some extent, and I, I don't know if most Americans are aware of it or really know that, know that it matters to them. As we speak right now, the American nuclear deterrent is as follows: uh, a bunch of missiles that rolled about uh, rolled out about the same time you and I did in the early 1960s. Uh, right. A couple of uh, a, a small and shrinking fleet of ballistic missile submarines that were commissioned about the time you and I were getting out of high school, and uh, and of course a bomber uh, force that is largely 10 years older than either of this and will probably be serving long after you and I have left this mortal coil. And it would be nice to think that the rest of the world was was similarly static in its approach to the nuclear deterrent. But I've been reading some disturbing things lately about about Putin's approach to to expanding his uh, his and and China's uh, nuclear uh, deterrent and perhaps moving beyond deterrence uh, potentially uh, stuff that isn't making it into the American media and yet it's profoundly disturbing if you believe that deterrence should you know deter. Uh, what have you been following in terms of of our traditional nuclear foes, Colonel Schaefer? 
Yeah. Well, the way you've laid it out is completely correct. And the way I summarize it best is um, uh, how many people do you know that drives around in the 1979 Ford Pinto? Uh, and, and the answer for me is I don't know of anybody. But the, the, the bottom line is that the last time we made a, ma- a major revision of our nuclear technology, the actual weapons, is the, the late 70s. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and so we now that's the age of the technology, our nuclear weapons. And it was kind of frozen by the agreements of START and the INF treaty and things like that. And to your point, no, uh, Putin has essentially reengaged in going and building what we call fourth and fifth generation nuclear weapons. They've never really stopped. And they're also now trying to develop new delivery capabilities. And we're talking about uh, some very effective orbital systems, which essentially he just announced uh, they now have a missile which has no limitations of range because it basically gets into orbit and comes down wherever you tell it to. That's an unlimited range weapon. Uh, Again, this is all technology that they've developed since uh, the, the end of the Cold War. And we have really nothing to answer for it. And by the way, uh, they violated a number of the treaties which the Obama administration was notified about and, of course, did nothing. So uh, right now, um, Guy Roberts is the new assistant secretary of defense working this issue. They are doing an internal review. By the way, internal review, which we've recommended 10 years ago, and they're finally getting around to it because no one within the old administration, and again, this goes back to Bush 43, they wouldn't look at it either. Uh, The fact that while we have been living up to our obligations, other powers to include uh, first gener- you know, first magnitude powers like the Russians and Chinese have continued to do research, and the third world powers like North Korea and Iran have developed their own capability. And so that's what we're faced with. Uh, we're kind of uh, the only, you know, this is, this is like the, the Boy Scouts trying to go against Tony, Tony Soprano. Yes. Uh, it, it's, really, it, it's really that bad, and, and you, you outlined it completely accurately. You know, one of the things that I, that I hear from people who, who urge restraint in terms of, of pursuing uh, the strategic, uh, the, the battle for strategic power, excuse, is that we already have enough nukes to, to wipe out the entire population of the planet 100 times over, supposedly. And the part that I think that everyone misses and, and that no one is out there teaching uh, the, the, the dissidents on this subject is that if we believe what we're hearing right now, Putin is developing, working actively to come up with the ability to wipe out our deterrent before we know what's coming. And that sort of throws the entire calculus off 180 degrees, Colonel Schaefer. Describe what the American people don't know about the Russian ability to take us up before we know that we need to get off the bench. Yeah, so to that point, uh, we had this, during the Cold War, we ended it with the concept of Star Wars, basically being able to knock things down while they're in orbit. That we have a great degree of ability to do that. But what if the Soviets? Well, that's a, a Freudian slip. What if the Russians now <laughs> under Putin, who is really trying to reestablish the Soviet Empire? Uh, what if he can find a way around that? And that's what he's been doing. So there's been some very sophisticated things done regarding reintroduction of cruise missiles, which are hard to detect. Uh, reintroduction of offensive systems, which. Uh, you know, you're probably aware that during the Cold War, they used to park a boomer, what we call, you know, the nuclear-equipped uh, mi- missile submarines, right off Long Island. And the idea was 
you know, they were going to be able to fire something in a sneak attack and hit Washington and New York within a matter of two or three minutes. Well, the good news was back in those days we knew about it and we would have we would have blown it up the moment they opened their hatches. They didn't they didn't know that. But they're now finding ways to actually do that uh, and, and, and at least go in that direction, which we may not be fully able to stay ahead of. And so these are the things w- that we really must pay attention to, because, you know, as General Joseph Dunford said in his uh, confirmation hearings under President Obama, by the way, which is very controversial. Yeah. He actually said our biggest competitor, our biggest threat on the planet is the Russians. They've never stopped. They have the capability. They have the, the intent to do something. And that's what makes them most dangerous. So this, again, is something that we have to pay attention to that we have just not been paying attention to. And it's a serious threat. Colonel Schaefer, we are almost out of time. I could easily spend sure. an hour on this at some point here. And I look forward to the opportunity to sure. do exactly that at some point here. Absolutely. What is briefly in about 30 seconds? What do America yeah. what, what do Amer- the American people need to learn to get up to date on this on this subject from all comers, both small Small and large. I think they have to look at the national security strategy. I know it's a very dry document, but we are now working as a team with President Trump, with his team, to try to find a way to identify real threats. Uh, not, you know, not pretend there's a political solution of being nice to people uh, that's going to solve everything. And I think it's going to take some time to get everybody thinking in line, but do some research. Uh, do a little, you know, checking on their own and be smart and ask hard questions. Make your politicians ask hard questions. I think that'll be a good start. Absolutely. Lieutenant Colonel Schaefer, thank you very much for coming on the broadcast today. It's been an honor. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. Next time you, you're inclined to take a run around Lake Calhoun, stop by. Let's have a chat. That'd be, I'd be, I'd be fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very <laughs> thank much. You. Absolutely. Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Schaefer, ladies and gentlemen, uh, talking about an unpleasant reality that Americans need to wake up about at some point here, uh, like it or not, uh, as we as we head into a glorious, if stiflingly hot, Memorial Day weekend here. I urge you all to get out, have a great time this weekend. Remember what this Memorial Day is about. And honestly, the challenge that faces all of us Americans uh, this weekend, as every Memorial Day weekend, is to make this country a place that was worthy of the sacrifice of all of those who died uh, defending this country over the over the generations uh it's them i thank here today the ones who didn't come back uh the ones who did come back thank you for what you did glad you all made it home uh and pay some homage to those who did not over this coming week thank you all have a blessed memorial day weekend god bless you all god bless america Good day. Welcome to our show. We are here celebrating with Premier Pool and Spa because they're celebrating a nicer weather with what else? A huge hot tub sale. Yeah, what was with this weather? Hot one day, cold the next, snow then, then rain. I don't know what's coming or going. That's why it has never been a better time than to have a hot tub or an all-weather pool from Arctic Spa. Yeah, why would I want to sit in a hot tub in this heat? I can't believe you. You are in control of the temperature. So if you want the water cool, it's cool. If you want the water warmer, that's fine too. So in the summer, I can have a cool tub, and in the winter, I can have a hot tub. <laughs> I get it, eh? You're pretty smart. We all need to have quality products in Minnesota because of the harsh climate. It isn't only the really cold, but also the really hot that can make an outside product fall apart. Yeah, cold to hot in record time, just like this weather. So if you're looking at hot tubs or swim spas, have a look at the Arctic spas. Visit Premier Pool in Janassen today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, 
dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. So here's a great question. How much would you save if you joined MediShare for your health care program? The typical savings for a family is about $500 a month. You might save more. Tammy left a major company and needed a new way ahead for her family. She'd heard about the savings with MediShare, but was wondering about the network of providers. Once we started the program, I have not had to switch one doctor for myself or for my kids. So we, all the doctors that we were previously with were all in MediShare. And she says the process has been fantastic. I got off the phone and I was like, that's what it should be like. It was a pleasurable experience. Um, an encouraging experience at that. MediShare might be just the thing you're looking for for your family, your budget. Use the savings for other things. Why not get your questions answered? Find out how much you can save. You can call right now, 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Your favorite Patriot hosts are right in your pocket. This is Michael Medved. Hey, it's my dad. Well, not literally, but you can take Larry Elder on your next grocery run. Or bring Michael Medved with you out of state on your family vacation. Are we there yet? How? With the Patriot mobile app. Download it free in the App Store and enjoy intelligent radio in crystal clear, high quality audio. AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.